Hi, my name is Esther, and today we'll be talking about a stretch of road in England called the Mystery Mile and a phantom sniper. Keep listening to find out what the hell happens. Hi, welcome to What the Hell Happens. I am here today with the delightful Alice. Hi. Hi. You haven't been to the basement in a while. I have not. I'm excited to be there. I know. And every time Alice comes to record, she always has a blanket now. Yeah. Yeah. I she, like to snuggle. Cut, cuddle-rific with it. Yes. She's got the dog laying on the other half of it. I do. <laughs> He's snuggled with me. <laughs> Speaking of puppies, you got a new puppy. I did. Yes. She's a sweetie pie. Her yeah. name's Eleanor. I love that name. Because she is a Sharpay mix, so she has a very fat jowl. So she was named after the fat chipette. I love it. Eleanor. <laughs> she's super cute, too. She's got, like, short legs. She doesn't have long legs. She's kind of – I mean, we have deformed dogs because yes. they're dachshunds, but she's a little bit, like – doesn't look like her legs belong with her body no. <laughs> at all. They're very short. Yes. And – She's very funny with them when she tries to, like, fight or swat. Then right. they don't go anywhere. <laughs> yes. And I also love her lips. She has the best mm, lips. That's she, the best part. She does this super howl where she curls, like, her head is, like, tan, right? And then she's got these black lips. And when she howls, the lips curl over her teeth, so she looks like she had dentures that fell out of her mouth. She it's, sure does. It's the funniest thing. She's a crotchety old lady, yes. is what she looks like. And she has an old lady name, which is the best. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm glad she's doing good, and I'm glad that you guys rescued her, and she has got a good home. She does. She's yeah. getting she's getting chunky now. Yeah. We're filling was, out. Yep. She was pretty little, so. Yeah. She's getting there. She's also uh, taming down your other dog a little bit. Which is very helpful because he needed some energy out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and now, he's got the longest giraffe legs I've ever seen. Yes. So, he on could a dog. stand over top of her, <laughs> essentially, and not know. <laughs> yes, he's a big boy. Yep. She thinks he's a bridge. Yep. <laughs> Just walk right under him. I have kind of a weird little story for you today. My dear. I like weird. I know. And I told Alice before we started recording that I usually have a TV. We have a TV mounted to the wall that I will bring up pictures as we go along that pertain to our stories. And um, Alice loves the pictures and the videos. I do. And I failed her this time because this story literally I only have like one picture for. <laughs> so I owe her another one. And I think in a future episode here in the next couple of weeks, we're, we might uh, revisit some cursed objects. Yes. So that'll please. be fun. Um, so sorry if this one's a turd <laughs> for you. <laughs> it's not a turd, I'm sure. No, not with us here. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. We have way more fun yeah. than Mr. Lockwood. Yeah. I, I mean, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's going to listen to this. <laughs> I know. I hope. <laughs> He was actually excited. He's like, it'll be fun to listen to one that I'm not in. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, because he listens to them when they come out, just to see, like, me. I don't know if he's double-checking my editing skills, but... <laughs> 
<laughs> but <laughs> the shitty part is I could totally see him like doing yeah, that. Critiquing me, <laughs> calling me up later, going, So why didn't I sound smarter right, right. there? Right. I sounded so much smarter when I said that. Right. Did you add in all those sighs? Do I really sigh that much? <laughs> yes. He's uh concerned that he comes off as too grouchy, but Oh, yeah. he's a grouch he's, a little bit. He's a little bit of a grouch. <laughs> but we love him. I mean, who who would be cynical and skeptical if he weren't around? Exactly. Because you and I would just go with everything. Yes. Let's be honest. We'd we believe be like, all we're of in it. 100%. All of this happened. Everything that we talked about happened. Yep. Yeah. 100%. We're down to believe. Yes. Except for the lady who faked demons to get out of paying her well, rent. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's real that she faked the demons. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yes, Mr. Lockwood keeps it straight. He does. Um, all right, so today we're going to be talking about a stretch of road in England called the Mystery Mile and the Phantom Sniper. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that... The Mystery Mile. I hope my intriguing intro is not the best part of the story. It kind of sounds Scooby-Doo-ish, to It's be a honest. little bit, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Scooby-Doo was important. It taught us lessons about bad people being people you know most of the time, yeah. so... And that ghosts probably aren't real no they're probably just your evil neighbor right mr Baumgartner. it's a man in a mask yes all right so i'm taking it that you have never heard of the mystery mile have and the phantom sniper okay in my defense i did try to look up a google maps screenshot of where exactly this was and I failed at that as well. I mean, I followed roads around and tried to figure out what exact road this was. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I wish I had that for you. I don't even have a map. Okay. So I tried and I failed. I mean, I'll let it go this one time. The stretch of road dubbed the Mystery Mile is a two-mile length of road between Cobham and Escher in Surrey. It is a smooth, flat road with no speed limit and flanked with open fields. You got that in your brain? Yeah, but I'm already, like, it's a mile, and it's actually two miles. Right. I mean, let's get it together, people. Right. Okay. I could say the mystery miles, if that would make you feel better. <laughs> Damn you. You poked holes in it in the first two sentences. I mean, I was just a little... Just saying. You know. Just and saying. why are we in miles and not kilometers? Because we're in England. Girl. <laughs> Told you this one might be a dud. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. Okay. Let's travel down that road. <laughs> Keep going. There is the occasional tree and bush patch, but when driving the route, you can see well off the road. According to the patrols of the British Automobile Association, mm. there are about 2,500 cars that travel the road per hour. No house sits anywhere near along the road. Okay. So it's kind of a, according to this, it's a long, desolate stretch of road, open fields, some little patches of trees and grass, but nothing dense or thick. And yeah, then, but 2,500 cars per hour is like a decent amount of cars. That's a decent amount of cars, right. Yeah, so there's, I mean, there's yeah, some traffic. Yeah, it's desolate, but the road doesn't have, as far as desolate, the road doesn't have anything right. along it. Not a nice view. <laughs> well, I mean fields. It sounds like Ohio, to yeah. be honest, with sounds just fields very... next to a long road. Yeah, with okay. little trees here and there. 
The majority of the strange tale takes place between March of 1951 and June of 1952. In July of 1951, Reginald Elcock. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. I'm, I already believe every word he says. Okay. <laughs> and she's in. <laughs> 100% this happens. Yep. <laughs> Come to me with a name like Elcock. I oh, I, I got more names for you, honey. Just okay. hang in there. Okay. <laughs> in July of 1951, Reginald Elcock was driving his car down the road that we'll just refer to as the Mystery Mile. As Reginald drove, he was stunned when he heard a loud shattering crash and watched as his windshield spidered out from a perfectly round, neat little hole in the center. When interviewed by the police, he claims that he heard nothing before the windshield was hit. No sound of a gunshot or explosion. And weirdly, after meticulously searching the vehicle, there was no projectile recovered, nor was there evidence that any such object exited back through the exterior. Reginald states that, quote, it badly scared me. And in the future, I intend to give that road the go-by. There is something uncanny about it, end quote. So I think the go-by is I'm not going to go down that road. That's a no. I don't like it. (laughs) It's a hard no. We'll go around. We'll take the long way. The next incident on this road was April 3rd, 1952. Thomas Woods was driving a truck down the Mystery Mile with another truck about 100 yards in front of him. In an instant, his windshield shattered, sending broken glass into the front seat and into Thomas's lap. He heard no shots, and when he pulled over, he saw no one on foot or otherwise in the area. I mean, I'm definitely going, they got hit by a rock. The truck in front of him kicked up a rock into the... Yeah. I uh, mean, again, I need a picture of what this road looks like, Okay. <laughs> Is this a, like a dirt road? Is this like... It's not a dirt road, I don't think. Pretty sure that it was paved. Okay. But... Yeah, I'm thinking rock. Okay. I'm with you. Like, I mean, it's happened to my windshield before. Yeah, I mean, it's... And it does. It looks like a gunshot. Yeah. Like, because it just is a tiny it's perfectly round. And it will just pop everything. Yeah. I agree. I kind of thought the same thing when I first read these first couple of accounts. But it does get a little weirder. Okay. So later the same day, Claude Legg had a nearly identical experience. Upon examining his windshield, he found what looked like a small hole drilled perfectly through the glass. On April 23rd, Frank Smith was driving along the road at 10 a.m. when he suddenly heard a thunderous crack ring out from his passenger side door. Whatever had hit the car hit with impact to make the car veer off the road. He notified the police, and they found there to be a hole in the passenger side door. It was one-third of an inch in diameter, and it was perfectly round. Hmm. So this went through the metal door. That's... A little less a little different. rock-like. <laughs> right. At the time, there was no other car on the road, nor was anyone seen on the roadside. Okay. So that one's a little bit different than the first couple. I mean, it would have to be traveling pretty fast to put a round hole through a piece of metal like that. And then to not find the piece of metal either in between the car door. You know how there's like the outside of the car door right. and the inside of the car door? Like to find it down in there somewhere or to find it inside of the car. 
right like where to go yeah it's very interesting Mm. to say the least i would say you know obviously from the side like that my first thought was deer Deer. (laughs) you hit you hit a deer (laughs) (laughs) and he left a tiny round hole and then he evaporated but then (laughs) he was like Poof, you yeah. hit him so hard. <laughs> Just disintegrated. That's right. <laughs> oh, God, these bugs out here, I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. I don't know. If I ever hit a bug and it shoved my car to one side and left a hole in the door, I'd be like. Ant-Man. <laughs> it was totally Ant-Man. <laughs> it was Ant-Man. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, I've missed your theories. All right, good. Because mine are so much Better than Mr. Lockwood. Yeah, Mr. Lockwoods are like, didn't happen. Nope, didn't nope. happen. That scientifically doesn't make sense. <laughs> Science, science. Sorry, Mr. Lockwood. We do love you. <laughs> we do. I do. You're lo- smarter than us. <laughs> I do love both of your different, very different perspectives on things. It is my favorite. <laughs> All right. Want to hear another one? Yep. <laughs> Go for it. On May 8th at 1030 a.m., Eric Skies, along with his wife, were driving down the Mystery Mile. The car was moving at about 40 miles per hour when the pair saw a flash in front of them, followed by some kind of explosion. They pulled over. Confused and startled, the windshield was covered in tiny cracks so badly that it appeared to be frosted. The couple jumped out of the car and began looking for the source of the damage. Again, there were no other cars on the road, and no one could be seen fleeing the area. In the center of the windshield was a perfectly round hole. Hmm. So this time, there's a flash and a loud booming noise. Gunshot. I mean, it definitely seems like like a gunshot, gunshot. right? But nobody has ever seen, and by the description of the things that I read, it's just like open fields. But, I mean, if, if it's a sniper... They can do that from a long ways away, and you would never see them. The entire experience is kind of evolving. Like, at first, there was no sound, no flash, just my windshield exploded, and there's a hole in the middle. Then it hits the side of the car. Now we've got flashing and sounds Mm -hmm. and a hole. Like, you were not paying attention to me, and now we're getting worse. (laughs) Right. Right. I mean... (laughs) <laughs> Either someone's angry and they don't like cars. I'm not sure. I'm not really sure what's going on here. <laughs> May 17th, 8 p.m., Donald Sproul, mm. like the others, was driving along when there was a loud sound and his windshield exploded. In an instant, he was driving blind because, of course, he couldn't see where he was going and nearly got into an accident. Once again, no cause for the damage could be found. On June 18th, a man named Val Wood experienced the exact same thing. The police were baffled, and they didn't really know where to start the investigation. It is odd at this point that there's like seven accounts in the same stretch of road of people's windshields exploding. Yeah, we've got quite a few. I mean, the police have to do something at this point. They can't just be like, eh, whatever. Well, they do. It's weird. Right. They do come out and investigate, but... Um, they can't find anybody. There's no sign of anybody. Nobody saw anything like a person. Right. No one saw Ant-Man. <laughs> I'm, well, you weren't going to see You weren't going to see him, right. Okay. I mean, honestly, he's kind of the best explanation at yeah. this point. <laughs> it's Paul Rudd. 
just call him up. Wait, do you think he has like a counterpart that's like flying Ant-Man? Because that would be... There is. The bad guy is like a bumblebee or a wasp. Wasp man? He's wasp. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. The wasp is the bad guy. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Time out. You've never seen Ant-Man. I don't think so. Do you not love Paul Rudd? Uh, I do. I love Paul Rudd. I do. (laughs) Uh, Not as much as you. (laughs) I I mean, I love him in like a he's hilarious kind of way. Oh, okay. Not because like. He's weathered and silver. (laughs) Right. No, I'm not not into Paul Rudd. I just love. Sure. I just think he's very funny. Mm -hmm. I like Paul Rudd. (laughs) You're like, I like his voice. (laughs) Right. I'm not into Paul Rudd. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. So, yeah, I don't know. This is a little bit weird. I definitely think, like, if this were happening in a mile stretch of road out in front of our house, I'd be slightly concerned. Yeah. You know? So. Um, it's two miles, though. Yeah. Yes. So two, two miles. The mystery miles. Yes. I just did that to fuck with you, let's be honest. No, I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I'm just reading what I read. <laughs> I don't know. Then, in June of 1952, something odd happened. About 35 miles from Escher and the Mystery Miles, <laughs> Alfred Baker and four passengers were driving towards London on a quiet and mostly abandoned stretch of road. The road was flanked by a wooded area. Alfred heard a shot followed by a smashing sound and his window being shattered. They stopped immediately, and they all got out of the car to investigate. The group even searched the woods to see if someone was hiding, but once again, nothing could be found. This incident was 35 miles from the other. Right. I feel like the connection there is definitely reaching. However, why are all four people getting out of the car? Mm -mm. See, that's... uh... Yeah, I ain't getting out of the car and like hopping into the woods. Hey, man, you fired us. Right. Like, well, not... you you think that like, yeah. If if I'm driving through down a road through a somewhat wooded area, my windshield gets blown out. It seems like a gunshot. Get the fuck out of there. Uh, well, yeah. Keep driving. A. Yeah. Or B. Like, get down in your car. Like, down in the seat. When you're going to jump out, this person already has a leg up on you. Right. Like, they, they already see you and you don't see Have them. Have you seen no movies ever? Right. Like, not one. Right. Because that's bad. Right. <laughs> hey, Alice, let's go into the woods. Yeah. And not just that. Let's leave our car here unattended yes. so that they can just take our car. With a gun-toting maniac. Yeah. In the woods. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's perfect. I love it. I don't get it, but I applaud them for trying to figure out what happened. Yes. I just realized it says that he did hear a shot. So yes, that said he did hear a shot. He did hear a shot on that one. So then on June 22nd, whatever was affecting the vehicles shifted to larger targets. The phantom shooter appeared in the town of Escher that is situated next to the Mystery Mile. In the town... There was a local shop that ended up with a window shattered and a neat little hole in the center. Additionally, two days earlier, a saloon had its windows shattered in much the same manner. The police responded by saying, It's anyone's guess. There is just no explanation. They patrolled day and night. Surveillance was issued in the town and along the road. Nothing was witnessed out of the ordinary 
and the townspeople began to whisper about there being someone out there with a desire to damage vehicles. I mean. Gossipy. Yes. That's some hardcore gossip. I don't know. Someone just doesn't like vehicles. Well, but it's not just vehicles now. Now it's shops, too. Shops, too. Which, you know, makes me wonder, like, I wish I had, like, the makes, models, and colors of these cars. Because are they only shooting at red cars? Are they only shooting at black cars? Maybe it's like a bull. They don't like red. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, is there a connection between, like, you know, maybe they don't like beamers. Who knows? You know? I, I don't know. I wish I had that information. Is it only rich people? Was it a rich people shop? Right. How much money do you make yearly, (laughs) sir? Yeah. Who knows? So the weird thing is that around the same time in 1952, across the ocean in the United States, the same thing was happening along a stretch of road in Illinois. Hmm. There were a total of 18 reported incidents stretching from Illinois across the Indiana border. So that kind of takes me out of, um, okay, there's like a crazy sniper roaming around in Escher along this road, and then he travels 35 miles, and now he's shooting out windows and, and shooting at other right. cars. That's that's probable because it's only 35 miles. He could be moving around right. in that area. But now the same thing happening like clear across an ocean I mean, that's obviously not the same person. Obviously not the same person. And in 1950-whatever, there's no internet. It's not like there was a copycat. Right. (laughs) And somebody was like, oh, I saw on the internet some guy was doing this weird thing. I'm going to do it here, too. You know? So that's a little... To me, that's a little extra strange. Well, but at the same time, it seems like nobody's getting hurt. Right. Yeah. I mean, in all of this, there's a lot of shots, supposedly, to hit no one in a and mu- a moving target, right. like a car's moving, you know. Right. So to have nobody injured, and even to be shooting into town where there's shops. I mean, there's people walking around. There's people in the stores. Right. Like, yeah. You and would... to not injure anyone is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. It's either a very good shot or very lucky, <laughs> or whoever made this glass sucks. Sucks, <laughs> and they have a defect in yeah. their glass. Yes, it's. It's got a time limit. It's self-destructing <laughs> glass. You know what? That's like a great idea, though. If you're the guy that replaces the windshields, you just make self, you self-destructing <laughs> glass, and then you know that in like 60 days, these people got to come get a new windshield. That's right. I mean, I kind of like it. I mean, I think Safelight needs to yeah. get, get on it. <laughs> yeah. Quit repairing those windshields. <laughs> just let them explode. Right. So the majority of the victims described what happened as quote a missile attack which struck the vehicle yeah so i think they're using missile in this instance as like projectile i don't think it's like what i think of as a missile which is huge i was gonna say a missile would take out a car yes like it wouldn't be a small hole in your windshield (laughs) i think maybe back in the 50s like missile was kind of like a a projectile like something fired from something but not necessarily enormous i think smaller like bullet size okay um we'll We'll go go with we'll go with that (laughs) (laughs) um it was assumed by many that it was a gunshot because of the accompanying loud noise and flash however that wasn't the case in all of them either not everybody not everyone saw and heard that After a thorough investigation of the accumulated reports, the state police stated that, quote, we have yet to find anyone who could give any definite information about the description of a sniper. 
On the other hand, we have a maze of vague and conflicting information that does not add up to the conclusion that one gunman is causing all those reports, end quote. So they're baffled, basically. They have no idea. And it would be hard. I mean, what are you looking for? And again, if you know that there's this is happening over here and then it's happening over here, but I'm not sure they knew about each other at the time, the two different. I was going to say, how did England and the United States they didn't i think this is the police all this together right and be like well we know that we've got a guy shooting <laughs> in just this two mile stretch right. and uh you got a guy shooting but like nobody's actually hurt well so, what, like i yeah. feel like internationally that would not it's be not, connected it's not a thing no <laughs> so but i this i think this is the police in the states reporting on this illinois one gotcha um okay I mean, if it's happening at about the same time, my question then is, okay, so what if this guy in England was like, okay, I'm done here. I'm going to take a boat yeah, to the U.S. Did it stop in England? I mean, how long was the boat ride? If it's happening at about the same time, there would be like a quiet gap of time that he's right. not snipering people. Unless he was just doing one snipe here and there along the way. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And you couldn't connect the dots. But like... Did he stop? Did it stop in England when it started in the U.S.? No, it says at the same, at the same time, time. They were kind of like happening at the same time. So they were being reported on in Escher and in Illinois. And then later in time, you know, some they connected, some the, connected dots the, the dots. Right. Because at the time, there would be no way to connect those no dots. Way. Um, could it be like a cousin or like a, you know, I don't know. At that point, maybe it was like a... Like he called him up and he was like, yeah. hey, like, hey. hey Ron. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Ron, I'm going to do this thing. Wouldn't yeah. it be funny if we were both doing it at the same time? Yeah. I don't know. Like to what end though? I mean, you're not trying to kill people, obviously. You just... Right. Yeah. That's what's crazy about it. Like clearly no one's getting hurt. No. But how terrifying. You're driving along and something hits your windshield. And I mean, it could easily have just missed you. You know, going through the cicadas. I mean, that's scary. <laughs> I, you know, what's funny is when you said Ant Man, I was thinking cicadas, um, because they are like little bullets, they and when are. you hit one and they splatter on your car, I mean, they make a sound. Yeah, they do, and it's and gross. they're huge, and they're huge. Yeah, so and they and it takes a lot of effort and chemicals to scrape all the goop off. I'm yeah. just going to say they get like baked in. There. They're gross. Yeah. But I've never had a cicada put a hole in my windshield. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. We may have to do some testing this summer. <laughs> That's right. Looking back at similar reports from the past hundred years, there were other similar tales of mysterious projectiles that began to surface on October 2nd in 1875. In Germany, three men were driving a wagon when when the man heard a whizzing sound. Suddenly, the driver felt a sharp pain in his right arm and realized that it had been punctured from front to back. The projectile was never found. Hmm. That, to me, doesn't necessarily seem like it's the exact same thing. No. I feel like in 1875 in Germany, he could have easily just taken a bullet 
to to the arm, you know? And it was quite a while away from these guys. Right. Also, I don't think wagons have windshields. No. (laughs) So nowhere near. Like, I I think we're really connected dots. It's a stretch. That are not there (laughs) at this point. Girl, you know we like to do that here. (laughs) I got all these dots and we're going to put them together somehow. (laughs) I feel like if you just grabbed a map. Yeah. And just like threw down a whole bunch of tacks. Yeah. And they just hit <laughs> random spots. Oh, you know what? You could you know I could find a way. <laughs> you could definitely oh, yes. connect them. <laughs> Let me just get my Sharpie out. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, here's some more dots for you. Okay. All right. In 1886, on a June day, a British official was walking down a London street that was lined with offices, high-end shops, and clubs. As he passed the businesses, he felt an excruciating blow to his shoulder and then heard a hissing sound. The only person in sight at the moment had been a police patrolman. He immediately returned home and realized that the collar of his coat had what looked like a long straight line seared into it, as if someone had taken a hot wire and scorched it into the fabric. Like the others, no missile was ever recovered and no good theories were obtained. So that one seems to me like something went from the past him. Yeah, Yeah, like he got grazed almost by something because of the way the line was. So he didn't actually, but he said he felt impact. So it probably grazed him pretty good. It does feel like these older ones, though. People, Uh People are targets. Whereas, like, in the most recent ones, ain't nobody getting killed. Nobody's even getting hurt. No. Nobody's been hurt except for maybe, like, close accidents because they can't see because their windshield's all, you know, broken. But, yeah, I agree. But, I mean, there are definitely more cars on the road in the 50s. I mean, back in the 18-whatever, there's, you know, wagons. Yeah. (laughs) And just walkers. (laughs) Although that was the first thing that mentioned about being a rich man in a red like a rich in a nice area in a bougie yeah in a bougie area bougie yeah (laughs) i got another one here for you another story takes place on march 16th 1891 at 2 p.m two men were walking down vanderbilt avenue in brooklyn when a violent explosion went off near to one of the men's head He was hurt badly, and the other man was uninjured but in shock. The police hurried to help the man and realized that the man's face and head were pitted with what looked like powder, and his tongue had been pierced by something. What? There you go. (laughs) (laughs) The other man was arrested for being intoxicated, although later released after being evaluated and being found not to be under the influence of any substance. In fact... The men had not been fighting at the time of the incident, as the police had originally su- suspected. So they thought that, like, the men got in a fight and one, like, shot the other one. But the way they describe the pitting on the face seems like a close contact, like, gunpowder right. gunshot. But it would cause so much more damage if it was close contact. Right. 
So he had some pitting on his face and a hole through his tongue, like a projectile, like his tongue had been pierced by something. But other than that, it wasn't like his face was blown off. So, right, you know. What'd he do? Yeah, and stick his tongue out? Like, did he just like, oh my God, me. Well, open your mouth, Terry. I got something for right, you. Right, right. Is, how did we get our tongue pierced? I, I'm not sure. I mean, that's a really extreme way to get your tongue pierced. Yeah, and so. this is some hell of a story that they are going to tell at bars for the rest of their mm-hmm. lives. Oh, yeah, yeah. This guy, if he wasn't an alcoholic before, he's he going to be now. Especially yes. because, like, he, no one knows what happened. <laughs> the fuck? Um, so at the hospital, though, there was a small piece of metal is extracted from the man's tongue. All right. But it, it was determined not to be a fragment of bullet or bomb. So what the fuck was it? The hat the man was wearing had six holes in it. But no fragments were found in the hat. So there was just one metal fragment in the tongue. So he stuck his tongue out and it was raining bullets, essentially. <laughs> like, it, this sounds like hail. It was hail. Okay. When we get into theories, when we get into theories, the main theory I love, I think that you are also going to be like 100% that's it. So okay. we'll get there. All right. So there were wit- eyewitnesses to this incident. Um, and they claimed that there was no one within 100 yards of either man and that they had seen a flash before they heard a boom and then an explosion. So no one saw anything falling either from the sky to indicate either a bomb or a meteorite. So okay. uh, these witnesses, I mean, who knows? It was what? Did it say what time it was? It 18. was 2 p.m. Oh. So, okay. I mean, these people probably weren't wasted right. <laughs> or anything. It wasn't 2 a.m. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't day know. Day drinking. I do like that these cops were like, okay, friend of the guy with the pierced tongue, like, you're clearly intoxicated and did something to your friend here. And then they got in there and they're like, okay, no, you're totally sober. Right. Like, you did nothing to your friend. Yeah. I mean, I don't have to be drunk to do something crazy. <laughs> Just say There's a lot of people. Nobody piss out us off. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> in 1914, there was a famous Arctic explorer that had an equally odd experience as he and a group of fellow travelers were exploring the far north. I like this already. This is how he describes it in a book that he wrote. So now I'm going to read this um, excerpt from this magazine about what he wrote in the book about this experience. Okay. In the last few days, we have been much tumbled up and down in our minds about a remarkable occurrence. Our advanced load has been attacked. An empty petroleum cask is found riddled with tiny holes, such as would be made by a charge of shot. Now, a charge of shot is scarcely likely to materialize out of nowhere. One is accustomed to associate the phenomenon with human beings. Where is he going with this? I'm going to be honest. I haven't read this yet. (laughs) Wait. Okay. This is a surprise for both of us. It's a surprise for both of us. I'm excited now. Yes. (laughs) I told you this was the best part. Yes. I usually read everything like four times. So (laughs) I was just like, ah, put a sticky note on it. We'll read that later. It is none of our doing, then whose is it? We hit upon the wildest theories. As we sit in the tent, 
No beast we know could make all those little round holes. What animal could even open its jaws so wide? And why should anybody take the trouble to make a target out of our gear? Were there any Eskimos about with guns? Then we have seen no footprints. It could scarcely have been an animal. The whole thing is highly mysterious. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I, are we are we putting these all together because of tiny holes and things? Because we could put a lot of things in that category. You can get tiny holes in literally anything. Literally anything. So, I mean, I feel like we could investigate just his shit. And it would be better than this (laughs) rest of this mile shit. Well, yeah, I feel like his Arctic exploration was probably more fascinating than the holes in this thing. And for that, for him to have said, we're just highly confused. (laughs) And we literally took the time to all pile into a tent and discuss theories. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I have to know, though, like they had, what was it? Some nuclear shit? What did they have? And... They, no, it just said their charge. So whatever yes. they were taking up there. Yes. Not just a, guns, a probably. Right. Yeah. But like, what was it stored in? Yeah. I would assume that it would be like stored in like. An ammo box. <laughs> an ammo box or like a, at least like a something metal or like a building of right. some sort. Not like just out in the Arctic cold, just chilling there. <laughs> right. Like, like. Right. It's a shipping container or something. Right. We just well, open the door and let the shit breathe. Like, yeah. what do we. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. And also, like, I guess if it had been one of their guys who maybe, like, you know, had a flask of vodka with him or something, got a little too drunk and was like, I'm going to go shoot some stuff, like, one night, right. they would have heard it. So it's unlikely that they would be so confused about something. Because they would have heard that happening. So I don't know. that. I mean, it just, I mean, the fact that that is like a story that goes with these stories, like, oh. I don't think that story goes together. No. But I do feel like the Antarctic is supposedly like aliens and weird. Yeah. So that's where they are. Well, and so he if did some mention, shit was going to happen with aliens, yeah. I would say it would be in the Arctic. Yeah, and he did say something about it, like, not being of human, Yeah, whatever, because they didn't do it. So. I mean, I feel like this guy is worth um, looking into much more Maybe. than the rest of yeah. the shit so far. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. It's not that I don't love your story. I'm just saying. Oh, you, I like you his love it. story a little bit. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> All right, you were getting cursed objects next time. Okay, good. I like that. <laughs> Listen, it was a little cramped for time. Last week was a little weird for me, so I did my best. Um, okay, so now we're going to hit theories. Mm-hmm. All right. So I have a few for you here, and then when I'm done, we can talk about what your favorite or what your okay. – if you have something other than this, then we can discuss. But All right, so theories. They looked into the possibility that the windshields exploding could be caused by blast waves from supersonic airplanes. Oh. Okay. So I'm going to explain blast waves as uh, per Wikipedia. Okay. <laughs> All right? Well, Wikipedia is definitely, mm-hmm. you know, the place to but go. But you know what? It's good enough. Nobody's <laughs> fucking with the definition of blast waves. So... <laughs> 
Blast waves cause damage by a combination of significant compression of air in the front of the wave, forming a shock front, and the subsequent wind that follows. A blast wave travels faster than the speed of sound, and the passage of the shock wave usually lasts only a few milliseconds. Like other types of explosions, a blast wave can also cause damage to things and people by the blast wind, debris, and fires. The original explosion will send out fragments and travel very fast. Debris and sometimes even people can get swept up in a blast wave, causing more injuries such as penetrating wounds, impalement, and broken bones. The blast wave is an area of low pressure that causes debris and fragments to rush back towards the original explosion. The blast wave can also cause fires or secondary explosions by a combination of high temperatures that result from detonation and the physical destruction of fuel-containing objects. Not a bad theory, really. Um, It does explain projectiles and the Mm -hmm. fact that they could blow through a metal car door and some of the sounds that people were hearing. Like, sometimes they were hearing them, sometimes they weren't. So I don't know how you feel about that one. I mean, that's essentially what I was saying when it was a rock. Right. Essentially, yes. Yes. Something's just being hurled at you. Right. Like it wasn't a person running around doing it. It just happened. Right. So um, they ultimately, though, dismissed that theory for a number of reasons. Most notably, the perfectly round hole that was in the center of the cracked windshields that a jet could not cause. Uh, You say could not. I think I think could. it could. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That is not what I said. That is what they said. Right. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I would like to get somebody who actually knows more about this stuff to weigh in on it. Um, but I would say I think that it's a possibility. That yeah, theory is 100%. definitely a possibility to me, um, not being an expert. <laughs> All right. So, our next theory, you can like this one, okay. is Ant Man. Close. <laughs> A psychokinetic phenomenon. Oh. <laughs> so yes. psychokinesis, for those who don't know, which I'm guessing if you listen to this podcast, you probably have an idea of what psychokinesis is because um, we used it on you. <laughs> That's right. Psychokinesis is the action in which objects are supposedly caused to move or change as a result of mental concentrations upon them. This phenomenon includes such things as levitation and metal bending. So I don't know how that plays into the story, but maybe like, I, I, I just, are the people driving the car psychokinetically drawing the piece of metal to them? I, I'm not sure. <laughs> Magneto. <laughs> I kind of pictured that for a minute. Magneto mm-hmm. is from the same, you know, yeah. makers right. as Ant-Man. Right. Um, so you, maybe it's Magneto and Ant-Man. Neither working together. Yeah. Yeah. Does Magneto, like, throw Ant-Man super fast at the cars? <laughs> is that what's happening here? No, I mean, Magneto controls metal. Well, yeah. So he can literally, that's what he does. He's right. psychokinetically. But then how is Ant-Man involved? Well, 
I don't know. I just feel like he has to be involved. <laughs> okay. Um, Magneto's also a bad guy. Right. Ant-Man's a good guy. Right. But um, occasionally Magneto does good stuff. Hmm. Like not kill people, just bust their windshields? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe he was trying it out. Maybe. Time out. We're in England. I totally mm-hmm. switch to Magneto. Okay. Because... Like 100% him, no one else? Yeah, because... Okay. That is where Professor X's, like, underground mutant hideaway is. (laughs) Got it. Maybe it's under the Mystery Miles. Maybe it is. Mystery Miles. Yes. Just saying. Yeah. No, I like it. I just just was like, okay, I'm going to throw this in because it's kind of funny. But also, like, are the people doing it to themselves or is somebody else doing it to them, you know? Maybe there is some kind of magnetic something that when you drive down the road, it causes some kind of magnetic disturbance. Don't know if that's scientifically possible, but, you know. I feel like it could We have be. psychokinesis in here, so why not? <laughs> I feel like there's definitely a scientific way to explain this away. That we, without Mr. Lockwood, will never be able to explain. We need him. <laughs> we need his smarty pants. You hear that? We need you. <laughs> we we know you're listening. <laughs> We need a smarty pants yeah. to tell us how science works. <laughs> Alice and I got the wild theories down. You're not here to tamp us back a little bit. That's right. <laughs> so, yes, it's psychokinesis. <laughs> yeah, totally. 100%. That's the theory we're going with. Magneto is the answer to this yes, problem. Magneto did it. And there's nothing you can do about it, Mr. Lockwood. <laughs> All right. Got another one for you. Okay. It's a ghost sniper mm. or a real one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, a sniper is definitely possible. Right. Is it a ghost one or is it a real person, a live person? I think it's a person. Yeah. I mean, if like clearly this doesn't seem ghosty to me, although. I mean, that's some serious ass ghost revenge if so. It is. Like what, it, what is he mad about, you know? I don't know. But although they say ghosts, you know, can't really manifest a whole bunch so maybe they're just making these tiny little holes because that's, like, all they can get out of their aggression. You think there's just, like, a ghost <laughs> hovering above the road and as the car drives by, it sticks its finger out and just yes. pokes a hole in the windshield? <laughs> it just seems more violent than it really is. Yes. Maybe it's, like, in its mind, it's trying to, like, kill people, but really all that happens is, like, boop, boop. <laughs> He's just tapping on the windshield, yeah. but the people are driving 40, so it's a little more violent than that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I like that. Or it could just be a fucking sniper because you don't have to be anywhere near exactly to shoot that far with if if you are a I mean, very in the good 1800s, sniper. I mean, eighteen hundreds, it would be pretty rough. Well, we're but, talking about the ones in the fifties. Yeah, more the ones so. in the fifties, you could definitely yeah get away with. Hundred percent, I agree. I think that that is is a, I mean, it it can't not be a possibility that it's just a person shooting a gun. Agreed. Yeah. Okay, here's the last one. And this is the one I lean toward most other than a sniper, I think, um, because this seems possible. And this is where your one picture comes out. Oh. oh, I was going to say, we're already like at the end and I haven't seen a picture. Where's yet. my picture? Damn it. <laughs> okay, so this one is meteorites. Okay. So meteorites are the small pieces of a meteor that hit the ground after going through the atmosphere. Meteorites usually resemble earth rock, but they typically have a burned exterior that can look metallic. There are three kinds of meteorites, iron, stony, and stony iron. Hmm. 
Most of the meteorites that fall to Earth are stony, but there are many that are iron and are heavier and easier to distinguish from earth rocks. They are typically in the size range of a pea to a baseball, so they can be a little bit bigger. They are often accompanied by a flash of light of some kind. Let me show you a picture of these. I'm sure you have seen this before, but pull it up. Okay. Oh, so there's a picture. It's a nail. So they're itty bitty. Yeah. Yeah. So the size of a pea, something yeah. very small. Um, they're not perfectly round. They're kind of oddly shaped, but they're round enough. I was going to say, for the most part, they ha- all have a round, di- rounded side. Yeah, they're a little bit bullet-shaped. They're very mm-hmm. much a projectile. And you would have to, I mean, you would have to assume that that roundedness comes from the intense heat of them entering our atmosphere. Yes. So they, ha- they yes. have kind of a naturally round right. surface. And here is the thing that compels me more than anything to think that this is what is happening in at least let's say, half of the cases we talked about. If you were looking for a bullet or some kind of man-made thing that got shot into a windshield and you searched through a car and you saw that, you would think it's a rock. Yeah, it's a rock. Right. It's not even a rock. It's a pebble. So, yeah, that is, (laughs) to me, the number one reason that they never would find anything Mm -hmm. is because it doesn't look like what they're looking for. Right. You know, it's a a rock. It's Mm -hmm. a pebble. So I kind of like this theory. I don't know what you think about it, but. I mean, on the ones that look like it came down, like it pierced his tongue, definitely could happen. Sure. And it had tons of tiny little holes. So it would, you would think it would be like. Yeah. "Mm Like a shower of something. Right. And they did say that it was a little piece of like metal in his tongue. Well, some of these are iron. Some of them are stony. So I would say the ones where they just couldn't find anything. If this was on the ground along with a bunch of other ground debris, I wouldn't think twice about it being a rock. Yeah. I would not say like, I don't think they're like projectile would go sideways. So I don't think that necessarily car windshields or the side of the door well think about this too they're burnt they're hot so when they're coming in fast and they're hot it would be easier for them to make a perfectly round hole kind of like burnt through yeah or melted through the windshield almost and then the one guy's jacket had like a scorched line cauterized yeah so i mean the heat thing is also interesting but I feel like they would, to hit that angle on a car, they would have to either bounce off the ground and go up into it because I don't think something from space is going to come straight through. Well, if it, <laughs> it comes come into down. the atmosphere and comes through, it could definitely go at that angle if it was coming down. Like there was, um, do you remember seeing the Russian uh meteor that came down and it was huge it was like a big glowing orange ball that came through do you remember that it was years ago but it was really really cool but it was coming down at an angle like that a much less steep angle than you would think that they do i don't think that that's abnormal but i do i mean i do think one of those could pierce a car door easily yeah Mm -hmm. so i kind of like this theory the best other than a sniper (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's possible. I think a sniper could, like, these people would have been shot and yeah, gone and you would never know. Right. I mean, it's much more likely to say that this is, like, 
a dude that did it or like a dude and some other dude he knew in the u.s doing it right you know what i mean right um i just meteorite definitely explains all the shit in alaska too Sure. I mean, yeah. it explains. It explains that. the flash of light, the sounds, mm-hmm. um, and and it didn't happen in all the cases, and that's very possible that it might not. They may not have heard it or whatever. It could have been delayed. To me, the biggest thing is just they didn't find any bullets. Yeah, and that explains why. To. Right. Well, but it the same applies for like the the sonic boom or whatever they were. Yeah. The first one. Yeah. It is a rock. That is the projectile. Right. And I've seen it's happened to my windshield. Yeah. It will go in and it doesn't have to be a perfect circle to make no. a perfect circle in no. your glass. No, no. It really doesn't. No. <laughs> because I have been hit by one and it has cracked my glass and cracked it all the way across my windshield. Right. And with a nice hole in the middle. With a nice tiny little hole. Yeah. And that's exactly what happens. I agree. I mean, and it could be from like like I said before, the truck in front of him kicking up a or a sonic yeah. boom or whatever. Yeah. Anything. Well, and I think too, like, probably it would be very naive of us to try to lump all of these under one of these yeah. categories, yeah. under one theory. I think in reality, it's probably a really good mixture of all of these yeah. things happening, except for the ghost sniper. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not feeling maybe, the ghost. Maybe one account of psychokinesis <laughs> thrown maybe. in there. Maybe. Maybe just one. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, between the meteorites, a real sniper, and... Um, you know, blast waves. Yeah. I, I think all of that stuff could, and just rocks <laughs> from the truck in front of yeah, you. Yeah, seriously. Right. Um, I think that all of those things could easily cover all of the stories mm-hmm. that we heard today. So. I think there's so much that flying around, like at all points in time, yeah. that if you just, yeah, if you're just, <laughs> well, if you're just in the way, you're going to get hit. And when there's all that debris, on earth let alone meteorites coming in it's just debris yeah but debris can move really fast and it can burn well it'll get hot yeah yeah so i mean i think yeah there's a lot of like you say it's all different yeah but i think i would definitely not tie all these together is what i'm saying absolutely (laughs) that was some serious far reach on a lot of those i know you love it (laughs) it was like yes it was like let's try this area and point at a map and say yep i'm sure there's something there that's connected oh yeah back in the 1800s we were well, we were in the England in the 50s, and then in the United States, and then back to the 1800s in Germany, and then back to Britain. Like, yeah. Well, I I think that the one account that we read that was in Germany was a straight-up bullet through yeah. the guy's arm. Like, I don't think that was anything mysterious no, at all. I not think, at all. I think dude got shot. <laughs> so, yep. So, I don't have anything else <laughs> i'm sorry about your one picture it's rocks <laughs> it is rocks it's but space you know rocks what? they're lovely space rocks yeah. and they are rounded they are round they are all very round they do look so very even bullet. if they go in point side first and yeah. came out that would still be a round hole yeah agreed like this is just how things work you know i don't know if anybody knows this bullets are not round no. <laughs> But they make round holes. They do make round holes, but they're not round. Oh my God, Mr. Lockwood would be so proud of us right now. <laughs> we know things. That's true. <laughs> you don't have to have a round object to make a round, round hole. 
Well, on that note, <laughs> I think we're done here. Okay. You want to say goodbye? All right. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Do you have a story that's weird or fascinating? Would you like to have your story read at the end of an episode? If so, please send your story to wthh.podcast at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing your stories. If you'd like more episodes and bonus content, join Patreon to become a member. If you liked our episode, please remember to like, rate, and review. Thank you for listening.